Whew. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles are 4-0. It wasn't easy, but they win 34-31 over the Washington Commanders in overtime. The Locked On Eagles postgame show coming your way. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Eagles podcast is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri, recapping the Eagles' 34-31 win over Washington to get to 4-0, an overtime win. And man, Gino, I feel like I say this at least a couple times a year. I don't even smoke, but I need a cigarette after that game. That was the... I mean, this year's been very up and down each game, and they're finding ways to win, but this one was the biggest roller coaster so far. The... Games like today really make me appreciate having done this podcast for so long because I remember vividly the feeling we had in 2018 after those Tennessee and those Carolina games where it's like, there's no way on earth statistically that they lost this game and they did. And every time this year when we're saying, is it going to be 2018? Is it going to be 2018? They've won these games. Getting to 4-0 in the National Football League It's the first time the Eagles have done it in back-to-back seasons in 30 years. That's tough. And what an accomplishment to do it against an NFC East opponent in the highest scoring game that you have played all season long in overtime and needing to go toe-to-toe. And your offense did that. And to walk away knowing that you have a top three quarterback in the game after today. That's the biggest thing. It's the biggest thing to walk away from this game with. There's so many things to get into about this game mm-hmm. about the defense about the offense about coaching and the referees it feels like every time yeah. the eagles play the commanders no the refs try to screw the eagles and i'm not mr blaming on the refs i hate talking about referees in the nfl don't like mm-hmm. it at all um but today they had to overcome that the biggest thing i'm choosing to focus on is this game was a roller coaster like this entire season has been it has not been as easy as 2022 to get to four no and oh like they did last year but one thing that did come up this game that you won because of that you haven't yet is Jalen Hurts and the passing game specifically. This was the game we've been saying it, me and you, every show for the last three weeks, like, okay, that was another step. The passing game got better, but when's that that game where they just completely mm. blow up? And it, that was it today. Jalen Hurts over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, nine catches for over 170 yards and two scores. Devontae Smith goes seven for, what, 77 that was the game the passing attack showed up and you won because of them. And you need that to be a Super Bowl contender. So that's the thing. Jalen Hurts, 2022 MVP finalist Jalen Hurts. That's who we saw today. Just how spectacular was Jalen Hurts? Well, if you look at week four, the most improbable completions right oh. now, and we're recording right in the middle of the second slate of games. Yep. He has the number two, the number yep. six, and the number 10. So he has three of the top 10 most improbable Dude, ball completions today of was the week. Unbelievable. It was very similar to like last year against Pittsburgh where I said he can just put the ball wherever he wants right now. That second half, his passing downfield was ridiculous. It felt so reminiscent of Pittsburgh. I mean, you yeah. had to have the same feeling, and I'm sure our listeners do. When you just see the pocket just gets a little bit bigger, 
Jalen Hurts just kind of cock back and you don't even know who he's thrown to. And you're like, yeah, AJ Brown's down there on that right yep. side because he probably cooked somebody on a double move and they go to the replay. And or Devontae's exactly mossing somebody one-on-one with these 50-50 balls. That catch was unbelievable. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I will say in the second quarter, Hurts, there was some hesitation again. I think he was leaving some clean pockets. He was staying in some muddy ones. Just didn't, it felt like his internal clock was definitely off again. But you could see, as you're talking about with those clean pockets in the second half, he was in a rhythm and the again the ball placement on these deep balls ridiculous but it was great to see too Gino with Jalen we already know that he's one of the most clutch players in the NFL we saw that I mean just look at what happened in Super Bowl 57 but it's cool to see like confirmation of that over and over again where fourth quarter two minutes left all tied up can you go win the game Jalen Hurts converts a third and eight to OZ super, super tight window. And then what should have been the game-winning touchdown to A.J. Brown. Then in overtime, his arm drives you down the field yet again in his good decision-making. That was an elite-level reason. Like That's why you pay a quarterback $200 million type performance. And almost the play that won them the game. He recognized that at the end, they kind of went with a, a cover zero look where they yeah. were sent in the house and he checked to AJ and AJ, it was a miscommunication and they end up getting an intentional grounding, which is crazy that, on that. By the way, Gino? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the officiating is a whole nother thing. I mean, that was horrendous today. What oh, we had to witness. It's the Terrell Edmonds penalty where he's insane. third and long. Is he supposed to let Sam Howell run past the first down marker instead of hitting him out of bounds? I mean, what is that? Or the play when he's going to hit the guy on what would be a touchdown or close to the end zone, and he yeah. gets a personal foul because gravity, you know, the thing that's on earth, yeah, took the player down after situation? he jumped. I don't get it. The play where Landon Dickerson somehow lines up offsides as an offensive player when Deron Payne has his hand on the football and is face-to-face with Jason Kelsey. But ultimately, to win this game, even when the refs were clearly calling some big leverage situational plays, especially Darius Slay's penalty, Lou, which might be the most maddening of them all. How do you play defensive back in this league? Those guys should get $40 million. They should get $40 million because it is impossible to play defensive back in the national Well, that's what Jason Kelsey said on his podcast, that corner is the hardest position to play in the NFL. I mean, that was just great coverage. He did not pull at all, I think. Uh, And I think it was McLaurin's back on that play, and he got called for it. Yeah, the refs were egregious today. And again, I don't like being the ref guy, but I'm going to be the ref guy today. Today, I think there is a perfect embodiment of of what happened was somebody – wanted to make themselves bigger than the football game. And that was the, the referees. Because when you looked at the football that was being played, I, I thought it was pretty good on both sides of the ball, Lou. I mean, outside of some untimely penalties from the Eagles, like Jordan Mailata taking that silly false start there. Yeah, it can't happen in that spot. Just doing some things, shooting themselves in the foot, like allowing Washington to get six yards by lining up eight yards off on third and six when you have to close the game because you don't want to play sticks defense when you're screaming, why can't you just sit at the sticks to close this game out? I and thought for a minute I was watching Jim Schwartz or I did too. Gannon's defense. Yeah. It was ugly, man. But when they had to come up big, I thought they did. I thought the the front four, especially the linebackers, were doing a great job getting home and creating pressure. When they weren't hitting home with Forlu, when they had to bring pressure, you know how big of plays that can happen when the blitz doesn't hit home. Nicholas Morrow, that guy had to blitz the quarterback a lot today. today. Whoo, pulled up like Steph Curry in the corner, man. It was a great game from him. I thought when you needed big plays out of your front, they came up huge. Hassan Riddick, where has he been? Well, apparently playing with one hand 
in a cast as a pass rusher might have a little bit of an effect because today he played exceptionally well. Josh Sweat played awesome. I thought your offensive line, Lou, even against a team that was tough on the ground running mm. the football, there were some times that you had to pick up some big situational downs with DeAndre Swift. I thought he got you good chunk yardage. They gave Jalen Hurts enough time to where Jalen Hurts, when he becomes confident, is a scary person. When yeah. he gets in that zone, there's just another level where it's like when he feels like the game slows down and switch. that ball it's becomes the... a beach ball and he can put it yeah. anywhere he wants to. It's right. a scary field to be on when he's on the other side. It feels like the Steph Curry switch in a way where once he hits one of those step back threes, it's like an avalanche. And that's kind I feel of it's like Dame like mode. Too. I think it's more like Dame mode where it's yeah, like I'll Damian Lillard when that's when fine. he clicks, it's like there's nobody yeah. on earth that stops. And that Gino, guy. I'll say, I think this is the first time this year, and Hertz has made some spectacular plays through the first three games. This was the first time I felt like, oh, he's in that zone. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. There there were throws that weren't even like the big ones, like that throw to Alameda Zacchaeus on third and eight when you right. see the view behind him. The the guy on the camera did an exceptional job seeing that the guy on the defensive line, it barely goes past Ridiculous his fingers. Window. Seeing it goes past the linebacker's finger by an inch and puts it only where OZ could catch it so the defender can't make a play on the ball. And even the one that was an incomplete pass right to, to A.J. Right Brown, oh, okay. whoo, yeah. that one where A.J. puts his hands up, if A.J. could keep both feet inbound and hold on to it, it was a crazy throw, puts it where only he could catch it. But the best throw, teach tape, honey hole shot, looks off the safety, A.J. Brown doesn't even have to move his hands. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Hurts put that ball on the money. He was elite today, Lou. The touchdown every throw measure. to Brown on that, that final drive in the fourth quarter was perfect. Right you just right got to beat a guy zone. on the outside, yeah. give him a double move. A.J. is going to be open. It was like Pittsburgh last year. Today exactly is another great Jalen Hurts game. I think we just have to continue to build off of this one. And now you know that your pass game can beat some good teams and, well, beat and we a team knew that, that was we were, going toe to toe with you. Yeah. And we knew it. We knew that it was coming. We just, just didn't know when bias, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, it was frustrating to see the defense almost give this game away, but mm-hmm. you know, the defense has been clutch in the fourth quarter through the first three weeks before this Stay game. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. So if this game was going to be up and down, I'm glad it wasn't yet again, because the passing game was inconsistent. I I'll take that you won because of the pass game. Again, you got to fix everything else. You want it to be easier. Like it was in 2022, but I'm just glad that it wasn't up and down today because of the same reasons as the first three weeks. And Jalen hurts again, I think for the first time this year, he was in that zone where he looked like the MVP runner up in 2022 and that was the reason you won today was because of your quarterback. And I think that's the way you want it for sure for most games. So I want to keep getting into this game though. Coming up next, a lot more to talk about 34, 31, the final score, the Eagles take it over the commanders to get to four and Oh, today's episode of the lockdown Eagles podcast is sponsored by LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to have LinkedIn jobs in your corner. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Head over to LinkedIn, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. 
Terms and conditions do apply. This is the Locked On Eagles postgame show. The Eagles take it 34-31, an up-and-down battle, as it, it always is against Washington in the NFC East, but they get the job done. Gino, they're 4-0 for the second time in two years, and that's just, again, wins aren't always, like, it's, a win isn't always a win, but when it's against a divisional opponent, when it's a two-game swing now, they're 2-2, two and two, you're 4-0. and When the schedule's only going to get tougher, and again, I like the way they won today, I'll, I'll take it. I didn't like that it went into overtime. There's a lot to be frustrated about, but I think the positives outweigh the negatives in this one. It's like going to a restaurant, eating the food. You didn't like it, but the restaurant still got their money. I mean, the Eagles got their money today, man. Like, they won the football game. And it was ugly on the defensive side of the ball at times for sure. Like, the yes. secondary... That They're final big drive, question you got to talk about it, man. Like third and 17, how you allow that that soft coverage. You mentioned on the third and six. I mean, Sean Desai had a brutal day. And I've been a big Sean Desai guy so far through the first month. What has to happen tomorrow when they're doing film is that Fletcher Cox in that defensive meeting room, Brandon Graham, they need to sit Sean Desai, put him in the front row. Say, Sean, you know what? You might not have been here back in 2018, but we're going to throw in a clip for you, my friend. And you toss that Carolina and Tennessee tape on and say, this is exactly what happened to us this week, and this is exactly why we lost football games back in 2018. It cannot happen again. It was inexcusable coaching to line up at eight yards when it's third and six, and knowing that Washington has to get six yards on a big third down, and you just give them Nothing bothers me more in football, Gino, than watching soft coverage in oh, I know. yardage third down situations. I think I've, I don't think I've complained about something more on this show through six years than that. When you can see it before the play snaps is mm-hmm. if a quarter, sometimes people make football just so much more complicated than it has to be. If I'm a quarterback and I see a corner lining 10 yards off the ball and it's third and five, I'm instantly checking to that receiver and saying, just turn. Like this is why mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have so much success because so many dumb NFL defenses do this where they are in any situation just so terrified to get beat deep that they give you these free yards. And the Eagles have Darius Slay and James Bradbury, and they're still doing that. If you have a car that still opens with an old key, try and open your car without anybody going and trying to hit your hands. Now, imagine if somebody came and was just hitting your hands over and over again, how much more difficult that would be. That's playing corner and wide receiver in the National Football League. To try and get your release, if you just have a free release, so much is predicated in route running on how you can move your arms. So much of physics is predicated on how you can move your whole body. Get in his face and just just get closer. Like, and just jam him, throw yes. something. You don't. You could just play on his hip. You could play trail technique. You just right. have to be in his face in big moments. In big mo. I mean, I get in the middle of the game. Like I understand it, but it's sure. the last gosh darn drive of the football game, man. Go yeah. make a play. We talked about this on the show. That our defense, why they were good, was that Sean Desai was figuring out those moments when he had to go and attack. And today he was like. Oh, I listened to that episode of Lockdown Eagles. Let me piss those guys off. Let's just yep. not do that at all. And, and they did it. that all day. It was all day, Lou. Yep. There weren't any situations, especially late, 
where they made it a difficult read for Sam Howell. I'm no. with you, especially for a young quarterback. Eric Bieniemy's in that room. They had the quick game going all day. And you know what the quick game, what you do to win those matchups and say, okay, pre-snap, where can I go? Well, if Darius Slay is nine yards off Terry yeah, of McLaurin, course he's gonna the ball I'm going to throw it to Terry McLaurin. What are we doing? Yeah. That's the thing is the secondary didn't buy the front four any time. And, you know, the front four was spectacular today. Uh, season Dominated. high five sacks, three from Nicholas Morrow, one from Josh Sweat. Hassan Riddick steps up in a huge way on that second last drive for that sack, then forces a penalty, then another pressure to get a three and out. That was great to see. Actually, the Eagles had four different, according to Next Gen Stats, the Eagles had four different pass rushers today, generated at least six pressures. Sweat had a career high with nine. Reddick had seven. Brandon Graham had a great game. He had six. Jalen Carter had six. Fletcher Cox had four. The front four was great. The linebackers were great. It was Sean Desai in the secondary. And again, it's tough because Washington has a really good trio of receivers and you're kind of hiding one of your corners at this point in Josh Job. So you're kind of coaching with one hand tied to your back in that. But situation. you got two all pros, dude. You got two that's all the, pros. That's the point. That's the problem. Is you're it's not just like Job is always getting burned. Yeah. There's times where you're not letting Slay and Bradbury be that guy because you're handicapping them by putting them so deep like they're Jalen Mills and you're afraid they're gonna get beat by a sluggo. If Darius Slee gets beat, which he did today, Terry McLaurin beat him. It's happened. Yeah, he, had, he had a tough first half, for sure. I still expect Darius Slay to continue to go out there and ball. He's not going to be a guy that ever gets in his feels, ever gets away from that goldfish mentality. He's a guy that goes out there and makes freaking plays. Even Josh Job, they hit him early on on that one little hitch route. They came back to him the very next drive. He defended it. But Sean Desai, if you make it more difficult for them in pre-snap alignments, yeah. and the offense makes it easy on their offense, you're handicapped out of the gate, That's and you the thing, already like you, are missing your two yes. best slot corners. You don't have to just – I'm not just saying press at the line, and that's all you can do. I understand you can't always press a receiver at the line of scrimmage, but disguise some coverages. Blitz more. I mean, they the one play they did, they sent the house. Cunningham and Morrow both crash to the A-gap on a third down, finally adjust, and they get the sack. I'm not saying – again, I'm not Mr. Blitz, Blitz, Blitz. I'm not saying you always have to press or do one of these things all the time, but you have to be able to adjust. And Desai has been good at that so far this year. This is the one game I feel like I just kept screaming the same things and nothing was changing, and, and that's frustrating. And again, I get it because Job is not great, and they need a solution there at corner, um, but not a great game from Desai. And there's been teams that you have played within the last calendar month that have given you the blueprint to play exactly the type of defense that you want. If you're going to go and get to the quarterback up front and you don't have the guys behind and you want to play zone, look at what New England and Minnesota did. They yeah. put guys up at the line of scrimmage. They made it difficult for your quarterback to pass and difficult for a smart quarterback. Yeah, just because you play zone, Gino, doesn't mean you have to play everybody 50,000 yards back, though, either. That's what frustrates no. me. No, I always say on this show, if you're defending grass, you're defending nobody. And that's what they were doing. It's like, oh, yeah, I got my zone. But Terry McLaurin is wide open, and nobody's in the, the zone, dude. What are you doing? Do you know maybe the maddest was the one play where Darius Slay passes off Terry? First off, to nobody! <laughs> right. My elite CB1, first off, should never be passing off Terry McLaurin. No. He passed him off to an open middle of the field. And even if he didn't, why is Darius Slay passing off Terry McLaurin to Nicholas Morrow? That's a problem. <laughs> and That's why I hate, you know, I hate zone coverage. I know the NFL plays all the time. I know it's not realistic to play man coverage every single game, but I'm sorry. I hate zone coverage. I hate it. But you can play man and zone on the same play. That you too, play man. Yes, it's not one of, it, yeah. 
It's called Meg. Man everywhere go. You are with that guy. It's a thing in every sport. Basketball, boxing one. I mean, yeah, they should basically play boxing one. It's infuriating sometimes, and especially today when you go against those Washingtons. But the good news is not every team has three very, very good wide receivers that Washington does have. And I think Eric Bianami is a fantastic play caller and did a great job getting Sam Howell. But, you know, they're also they're missing Avante Maddox. I don't know what the solution is. Maybe you give Eli Ricks a chance. Maybe it's Keely Ringo instead of Job. Um, I think the Bradbury slot experiments over though i think he needs mm-hmm. to go out to the boundary and then you mentioned it uh before the show sydney brown probably plays in the slot most of the time right if howie roseman doesn't trade for somebody that's probably your best solution if anybody who wasn't on the field benefited more today than sydney brown like point them out to me because sydney yeah. brown when he was on the field last week probably your best as option. your slot corner as opposed to this week Things were a little bit different, and I think he's got to be your number one choice going forward. If not, sign Bryce Callahan, one of the gems of the Fangio system. Yeah, or he's, a trade. I mean, or something, because I think Chris Long suggested was a Kenny Moore from the Colts. Ooh, I don't mind that either. I, they I think do that's a good there. one. I mean, I they mean, just lost to the Rams today, yeah. too. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are looking to sell that are trying to get up there and solidify yeah. themselves some good players in this draft. And I understand that Job had a good summer, and he probably has the right to be the first man up when one of your corners go down, but it's it's not getting the job done. And he's a he's an okay like physical corner, but when he's going up against these shifty route runners like Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, and Terry McLaurin, it's just it's a mismatch. And good teams have already started to like just throw. Well, he's been it, picked on two games in a row. How many targets does he have combined between Baker and Howell? Like twenty plus. That's I mean, I'd have to look. Statistic. I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to check and see what the yeah, target share is per side, but I bet it's heavily skewed in in favor of Josh Job, and that's going to be the team. That's going to be the thing, man. When you play great teams, like they're going to expose your weakness, and and that's a big weakness for the Eagles right now. But to come out four and zero, it's yeah. it's incredible to be four and zero, especially after how much you sweat in that game, how much the refs impacted the game, how much stupid penalties that you took on your part. I mean, AJ Brown, I know. You and I love him taunting there, especially the old Miss on should Mississippi not be a rule State in crime. sports, so I love it. I, I know Hertz was pissed at him after, and I'm glad the quarterback held him accountable. Soft, but man. That's, that's so much fun to me. Soft. Like, Forbes and Brown are talking trash all game. Brown catches what should have been the game winner in his face and then puts the football on him. Like, come on. That can't be a penalty. We're more focused on doing shoddy Toy Story uh, yeah. viewings in the morning <laughs> yeah. than getting our officiating right. in the right. biggest sport on the earth very good to where it could be even watchable because that game today lou Mm -hmm. i can't wait to just watch the all 22 where i don't have to see anything else besides the football players because the refs made it unwatchable at three points today jalen hurts made it watchable though for sure and he's the reason they won 34 to 31 final takeaways coming up next right here on the lockdown eagles podcast if you were riding with us today on loe3 you made a little bit of money. It was an up and down day, but we were doing it over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, Locked On Podcast Network's number one sports book, and the official sports book here at LOE. If you want to get on the action for Sunday night football, even Monday night football later on this week or even next week's game, make sure you go to FanDuel, download the app, or go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to kick off your gambling season. And if you go there today, new customers will get $200 in bonus bets. And all you have to do is place a $5 wager. You put $5 down, 
They're going to give you $200 in bonus bets for you to use on spreads, player props, over, under, make a parley that's going to win you some money. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get in on the action. This is the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. The Eagles are still undefeated in 2023 after a 34-31 overtime win over the Commanders. You know, I think that's, is that Hurts' first overtime win? I don't think he's been to overtime before. First win, I'm not 100% sure if it's his first overtime win, but that is his first game, as Fox pointed out on the broadcast, that they were down at halftime at home, mm-hmm. and they won. That's big. He was 0-5 before that. That's a big win, and moments like that, Lou, those are big situational victories. And yeah. some wins, even though on the score sheet it's just one victory, you could take away what you did in this game today and grow on it so much more. Like the pass game has so much it can lean on from what it did today. I thought the front four on the defensive line did a great job. And I think at the same time, those areas that you were weak are some learning points that you could get better at today. And I thought the the secondary has a lot to learn. And situationally, Nick Sirianni declining that penalty. He has a lot to learn by declining what was an illegal formation penalty, unlike a false start where a false start the play ends, they automatically blow it dead. You made a stop on third down to where it would have taken it to fourth and one or fourth yeah, and Brandon two. Brandon Graham stood up Morgan Thomas. Yeah. And you would have made that decision more difficult. Does Washington kick a field goal or do they have to go for it on fourth? Instead, it's third and six. You play eight yards off the ball and they convert an easy first down. So I think all of the coaches, the players won in spite of them today, man. Like, I thought I the players just made plays. Like, well, I jinxed Brian Johnson. Play. Too. You did. You te- I texted you. <laughs> Has a worse jinx than I did. Text me and says Brian Johnson has been on one today. And then Brian Johnson proceeds to call back-to-back run plays on mm-hmm. second and 10 and third and 11. Which to who was... everybody thinks right now is my arch nemesis, Kenneth Gainwell. No less. Not <laughs> he's DeAndre just clearly Swift. not better than DeAndre Swift. Like, even I love Kenny, but he's not. He's just not way, better than DeAndre. DeAndre Swift didn't show up in the box score like he has the last two weeks. 14 for 56 today. 4.0 yards per carry. One touchdown. Um, four receptions for 23 yards. But if we talk about that, that final drive where they set up the game-winning field goal, that third down conversion where he beats uh, Jamin Davis the angle to the sideline, I mean, that speed was really good. So there are some guys, too, that really stepped up, like Omid Zacchaeus, like getting that clutch uh, third and eight conversion. His block on the A.J. Brown touchdown was awesome. So it was definitely a team effort. There's a lot, It wasn't just Jalen Hurts that totally carried them. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith were phenomenal it's still every single week I pinch myself they have these two wide receivers the offensive line was good the defense two-thirds of it actually wasn't terrible so the majority of this team actually played pretty well today it was the main things were coaching the secondary and the refs and I think that those were the three big things but you still overcame it in one and that's again we say it every week the sign of a great team this team just is so they're so good with such a short-term memory where they just mm-hmm. they always answer and it's like immediate it doesn't take like you mentioned the 2018 eagles a bunch they eventually answered back it was at the end of the year they barely squeak into the playoffs and then they nearly get back to the nfc title they figured it out this team they figure it out almost instantly like that zacchaeus sequence the first play hurts under throws him he goes right back to him the next play in a huge spot and he converts they just they answer back so well. They're, they're just so battle-tested and great against adversity, and that's, again, a DNA for winning. That's why you can't 
really be upset about this game. Like you're going to go back and, and watch the tape and learn and figure out what you did wrong, of course. And you could still get Dallas Goddard involved more. You could still set your defense up situationally and better opportunities. And at the end of the day, we always talk about that you have the better personnel than the team on the other side of you. I think that was ever so evident as today. I mean, as good, as good as Washington's wide receivers were, and Sam Howell, who I haven't been the biggest proponent of, but he played a damn good game today. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, all those guys were just that much better, man. And A.J. is elite. Devontae's elite. I think DeAndre Swift is a clear upgrade of what you had last year in the run game. Even when Cam Jurgens goes out of this football game, it seems like that offensive line doesn't miss a beat. Sue Opata comes in there. Hats off to him for a tough task. It was a rough first drive, but he kind of settled in. And like you said, it never snowballs. It never, never continues snowballs to go down. Team. Even Jordan Mailata, like you lose that pass rush yeah. rep bad to, to Chase Young. He comes back and has a pretty solid game. And, and I thought all of them did. The whole team did. It's just and how you, you know, rebound, man. Every you, sport comes down to rebounding. For sure. Exactly. And Because it's not going to be like 2022 all the time where you don't have adversity, it feels like, almost ever. And there was some mm-hmm. adversity last year, for sure. But it's going to happen. You want it to be fewer and far between than it has been through the first month. But that's the reality of the NFL. Every team, including the championship contenders, are going to deal with these kind of weeks. And you got to win them. You have to win these games. Like There's, yeah, there's no win. excuse. And we could be talking about the the other outcome of losing this football game, but frankly, that doesn't matter. But you can't be blinded to it and not take away the things that did go bad. But the good things always outweigh the bad in, in everything, and especially today, man. Like, I'm not going to think about the, the refs or anything. I'm going to think about Jalen Hurts playing money, absolute money, time and time again, and A.J. Brown cooking Emmanuel Forbes. Ole Miss just taking over over Mississippi State. And Devontae Smith being the biggest skinny guy in the National Football League, just he, mossing everybody and their mother lately. He's He might be the best 50-50 receiver in the league. And the fact that you can make an argument for that, I'm not saying he is, but he's in that top tier. For his frame, it's his body control. I mean, the way he goes up and just almost floats in the air and he comes down with that ball. We know he's got the wingspan, but for a skinny guy like that to just hold his own against that kind of contact and bring those balls down – Unbelievable. That catch was spectacular. It was maybe better than the one last year. They got a good football team and they're winning close games like they have to. They're not always going to be easy in in the NFC East. They're usually ugly. And that's what today was on the easy ones coming, by the way, Gino, though. I I don't think every game is going to be like this either. No, a law of averages, man. Like one, they're either going to have to get back to the norm and just continue to play good football and the bounces do go their way and they get back on track or they're just this is just who they are and they win these games we'll see but it's not a bad thing to have these adversity ridden matchups early in the season to learn lessons for later down the road where I keep going back to 2022 there's some things that you didn't see in the mirror early on that ultimately came back to bite them I think the Eagles know who they are and know who yeah. they have to or know what they have to change to get where they have to be I'm just focused on the passing game was elite and your quarterback yeah, was elite exactly. and that's what wins championships. And so if that continues, good things are going to come. Um, the one thing we need to see next is just, we've had the run game blowups. We've had the defense blow up so far this year, the pass game blow up. I just want to see now them put together a four quarter, just dominating performance where everything's working. 
And it's not going to be against an NFC East opponent. Maybe no, next week against sure. the Rams. It could be the, against the Rams, but you're right. The commanders always give this team fits and it's a big win. Again, it was, you know, not ideal the way they won it, but we'll take it four and oh up next to the Los Angeles Rams. Gino and I though, we're going to continue to recap this game tomorrow with stock up, stock down a Tuesday edition of the show, but we've got podcasts Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We're your team every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Enjoy the win. Go watch some Jalen Hurts highlights. We're going to sign off for now, though. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.